Welcome to the Meyer End Podcast, the podcast dedicated to providing encouragement and insight to the nursing community. I am your host, Devin DeVore, and today I'm joined by Rachel Harding, RN. Thanks for joining me today. Yes, I'm so excited. So the goal today is to kind of capture what it's like in the first year of nursing, and maybe hopefully we can give some tips for people to wisdom you can pass on to yeah. help survive your first year of teaching. Of course, I would love to. But first off, I hear you are newly engaged. I is that am, correct? yes, okay. to my boyfriend of five years. So oh, wow. it was it was coming. I was coming. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, way to go. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and when's the big day? The big day is August 24th of next year. So okay. super excited, looking forward to it. <laughs> All right. Um, and where did you go to school? I went to nursing school from beginning to end, even prereqs and everything through MCC. So um, I was super, it took me about, by the time I was on the waiting list, it took me about five years to complete. Um, five years. Okay. But I am super thankful that I did That's it. That's a haul. It is. It very much is. Yeah. So Yep, graduated May 2017. I graduated in 2012 from Mona Shores. So, wow. Okay. Yeah, it was a it was a while. But and what steered you toward making that decision to go to RN? Um, well, I would say my grandpa was diagnosed with a bladder cancer um, in I want to say like 2011 or 2012. So, kind of just seeing um, he had to go through obviously surgeries and he had complications from the surgeries. So kind of, um, they had hospice come in the home to take care of him at the Mm -hmm. end of his life. So just kind of seeing the role that those nurses kind of took on and seeing just how it all worked. I was just kind of like, this is Mm -hmm. what I want to do for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And I made the best decision, I feel like, because Mm -hmm. I enjoy my work every day. Helping people, caring for people, you know, in that when they're so vulnerable, I feel too because you know they're at their worst and you know um it's kind of humbling when you take care when you admit someone and then you get to discharge them because you Mm. get to see all that you've helped them and that the doctors have helped and the aides and everyone so okay it's just a good experience and what what setting are you working right now i work on a med surge floor so um kind of a lot a lot. So I'm mostly on the surgical. When I first started off, you know, being lower seniority, I was mostly on the medical. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm actually moving to labor and delivery uh, this mm. weekend. So wow. making kind of that extreme change. It's kind of what I've always wanted to do oh, since really? okay. clinical. That so, was my first question. So yep. you um, decided on, how did you come to the fact that, hey, well, I'm going to work med surge? Well, I just kind of wanted somewhere to start. You know, you want to, when you get out of nursing school, I feel like you have all this knowledge, you have all these skills that you just want to go out and do because you're so excited to do them on Mm -hmm. your own because, you know, you usually have someone watching over you or Mm -hmm. like a preceptor or instructor. Mm -hmm. So you're like, oh, I'm finally on my own. But it's so nerve wracking at the same time. Did you feel like nursing school had adequate, obviously you can't teach everything, right? But had it adequately prepared you for Oh, yeah. Your role. Okay. Yes, for cool. sure. And then what I find is orientation kind of varies. It uh, does. Me being a physical therapist, it kind of, I've done a lot of travel assignments, and mm-hmm. very, orientation can vary from here's your patient load to here's three days of orientation right. to two months of orientation. Yeah. What was your orientation like? Well, my orientation, they um, spanned it out in like three months. So I, when I first got hired in, I was on night shift, 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. But I actually, um, when I first 
when I first was kind of starting orientation, I bid on a day shift position. So I got oh. put on day shift 7A to 7P. So that's kind of where I am now. But okay. it was a three-month orientation. And what they did is they picked two people from each floor. So I work on the third floor at Hackley Hospital and the fourth floor. So they picked okay. two people. And I kind of went with them. Like I would go with so-and-so for two weeks on the third floor and then so-and-so for two weeks on the fourth. And then I would go back to the third and back to the fourth. But it spanned over three months. And you didn't have your own patient load. So you guys worked in tandem with those pets cool isn't it yeah oh that's awesome the only thing that kind of gets um that i'm seeing now with orientation is um you know they're kind of not letting us know us floor nurses know when we have orientees so that can sometimes kind of be it's it's kind of um frustrating not only for the orientee because they're new to this environment they don't really they're like you know why why is this such an issue? Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, floor nurses kind of get upset when you're like, oh, we have an orientee for the day. Well, I didn't know I was going to have an orientee for the right, day. Yeah. Right. So sometimes <laughs> that that can kind of be misconstrued. I mean, like, okay. um, that's how I kind of felt too because that happened to me. Okay. So just... So better communication would be enhanced. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the time frame was good? The time frame was awesome. And you, you were like ready to chop at the bit to have your own caseload at the end of it? I was, yeah. not be with somebody the whole time? Right. Okay. And... If you obviously needed more orientation, like I'm sure managers would be willing yeah, to okay. extend that time. But right. I felt like I was ready. I was definitely more than ready. So now, um, when I let's see, how can I ask you this? The every place I work, I always feel like there's I'm in a little bit of a not a clinical fog, mm-hmm. but a kind of a orient, uh, kind of a management yes documentation fog. When did that fog lift for you and say? You were like, okay, I see the picture. I know how to document. I can get my charting done. I can. I know where everything is from, yeah. you know, wound care supplies to my, you know, everything. How do I get a hold of the doctors? When did that fog yeah. lift? It kind of, um, I gave it a good six months. Okay. And um, just being right. on my own and getting my own experiences. Um, and it definitely, you know, a lot of times at the beginning, I see a lot of nurses are frazzled. Well, how do I do this? How do I do that? Because you're obviously not going to get all of the experiences mm-hmm. in orientation. So, right. But there's always people around you to help you that are willing to help you. And you just got to find those people and go to those people and know okay. that they are a resource for you. Okay. Um, but, yeah, six months, I would say. Okay. Getting the charting down. And it helped, too, because when we were going through schooling, we did – it was power chart. So yeah. – mm-hmm. um, we documented on power chart all throughout school. So when we took the power chart classes through orientation, we kind of were already ahead of the game with that. Gotcha. So. Okay. Um, and then we, when you were deciding to take this job, did you have other opportunities at the time um, available? Before I, well, before I became an RN, I worked as an LPN at actually Sanctuary at Macaulay on yep. mm-hmm. um I don't know what road it is on. Sorry. <laughs> it's an extended care facility. Yes. Right? Okay. It's, um, I worked mostly on the rehab side of it. So a lot of people that would come in and get hip surgeries or knees yep. or, mm-hmm. you know, back yes. surgeries, yeah. all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, they actually wanted me to stay as an of RN there. Of course. <laughs> yes. So, um, but I kind of just saw the hospital as a bigger opportunity and took sure. it. Um, if I did, I didn't really, um, bid on any other jobs or apply to any other jobs anywhere else but I mean everywhere they're always looking for nurses Mm -hmm. I always see different places and let's go there a second so Mm -hmm. what you see um 
is the job market bright for nurses right yes. now from your perspective? You can kind of choose. You can. Choose. Yep. Okay. Especially there's a lot of opportunity at uh, Mercy Health actually. And I don't know if that's that when the merger happens, you know, that's kind of a whole thing too. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, surrounding hospitals and even long-term care facilities and rehab. Yeah, they're all looking. Do they coach you on um, not only opportunities, but okay, so what your pay range might be then when you're starting out? I don't even know what you're making, yeah. but just as, did they kind of, did school educate you or did your coworkers educate you? What, what, how did you figure that out? You know, I didn't actually figure out how much we, that I would be making until like I sat down with my managers and they kind of, um, we had that first like initial interview. Okay. Um, they kind of went over all that stuff. So I really had no idea. Nobody really told it. you. Nobody mm -hmm. walked you through it. Nope. So from a, could you share kind of the range of what, not what you're making yeah. specifically, but the range of what to expect? Like if you would have worked at uh, extended care facility mm -hmm. or yeah, I mean, in the um, hospital? I would say the range starting out is really, it's, it's good. I mean, $25 to, because um, if you work night shift, um, you get like what's called shift if. So you get a... Okay. Um, a higher rate so 10 percent. what's that rate i would say it's like a dollar 95 higher oh okay um so about two bucks higher um okay. so 25 to 27 dollars starting out that's, that's kind of where i started okay. yeah all right and then do they does it kind of go up from there depending on where you work and again the shift of differential yep so um our union because i we are union over at the hospital and they kind of dictate when we get our pay raises oh, okay. so it's in our contract like at this date you're gonna get this much of a pay raise and it might only be like 35 cents or 50 uh, cents or whatever okay. but All they right. kind of dictate that okay um so i don't really pay my, i should pay better attention but i really don't yeah, because i'm just kind of like <laughs> probably healthy that you're not all up in arms about it because it means I you're mean, getting satisfaction on yeah. what you actually do yeah exactly <laughs> the whole goal in this thing <laughs> yep you got in it to help people so mm -hmm. yep <laughs> um so when you look ahead um obviously beyond august of next year when you get mm -hmm. married but yep. um do you kind of have a, a sense of where you want to be uh, you had mentioned i think the labor and delivery yep. earlier but um yeah i definitely Walk me through the, like a career path, what you would hope to see happen. Right. So I definitely envisioned myself starting on med surge, which I did. And I have like a year and a half of experience of that. And I eventually did want to be in labor and delivery and kind of taking care of mothers after they um, huh. went through the okay. delivery process. So um, that's kind of what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be floating between both of those floors. Um, but the majority of my time, I'm going to be spent on labor and delivery. Okay. I eventually, honestly, um, want to be in a position and I'm not saying this um just to be selfish but that is no weekends no holidays you know just in an office setting kind of uh, um yeah. just because you know I'm probably going to be starting a family at that time um different stuff like that mm -hmm. but I honestly um I haven't started the labor and delivery job yet so mm -hmm. we'll just kind of see where that whole thing goes mm -hmm. if I really you know because you can say I want to do this but then you can get into the setting and you can kind of be like, oh, maybe this this isn't for mm -hmm. me. But that's the beauty about nursing. I mean, you can try anything and everything. There's always going to be a spot for you. There are so many different settings that you can work in. And 
you can get the satisfaction out of it, I feel. Have you, any of your friends from nursing school or know any nurses that are working in a uh, kind of more of a more eight to five mm-hmm. doctor's office type yes. setting? Yep. And what are they telling you? They're what? saying that, um, I mean, I have one friend that works in a doctor's office as a phone nurse and she loves it. I mean, she said... Phone nurse? Yeah. Oh, so wow. you can actually, like patients will call you for advice and um, obviously they have a big manual sure. and, you know, yeah. kind of guiding them what to say. Uh-huh. But she tells them whether to go to urgent care, go to the ER, you know, come in and see us. And when we have wow. appointments. Yeah. So she is kind of doing that whole thing hmm. on over the phone, which is amazing. But hmm. she she loves it. Hmm. So it's kind of cool. Do you know of anybody that's doing any telehealth as nursing? I don't. A lot of, um, when we did our psych rotation, there was a lot of telehealth going on um, at Behavioral Health. Uh, Medicare uh, will pay for that, actually. They won't? They will. Oh, that's interesting. So it's reimbursable. Certain services are reimbursable. Physicians are reimbursable. Um, Social work and psych is reimbursable, I believe. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so we saw a lot of it there, um, but other than that, I haven't seen it since. Okay. Um, anybody else that you know is working in other areas, and where are they saying, like, uh, is anybody in surgery? Yeah, I, my best friend is actually in, oh, really? in the OR, yeah. Oh, she and she, the OR? She is. She, um, wow. like, sets everything up, and she's in there for the cases, and, yeah, she, um, she loves it. Um, she said that it's kind of... It's different because you're not in that clinical setting. You know, obviously nurses, uh-huh. we have the stethoscope, we have the pen light, yes. we've got all that stuff. And she's like, I haven't picked up my stethoscope in months. And she was the kind of person that loved clinical, that loved, huh. you know, being in the hospital, you know, on the floors. So she went to surgery, yeah. And But she, she likes it for the most part, but I think she's just missing that patient. Because the patient's asleep. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Doing unimportant jobs, but (laughs) making sure they're staying (laughs) with us. Exactly, missing that connection. So interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think even nursing has um, even more opportunities than even therapy does. It's like so Mm -hmm. many different options that you guys can get into. It yeah, I'm kind of amazed by it. I'll go ahead and go through the job listings just kind of around town, and I'm like, wow, it's just kind of amazing. So, Hmm. so looking at more of a. progression to maybe more of an eight to five job. Do you have any aspirations to like continue your career like in like nurse practitioner or nurse anesthetist? It kind of was in my, uh, in my vision definitely to become uh-huh. a nurse practitioner, but, um, I'm actually going for my bachelor's right now. I'll graduate in spring, okay. um, which that's kind of another thing that I can go over to is the scholarship opportunities oh, that yeah. a lot of Please do. Um, hospitals yeah. have. But Hmm. Going through school, you know, being in school for five years and then going right into for my bachelor's, I kind of just want a break. I'm just kind of okay. <laughs> done with school. My brain's kind of becoming mush, all the papers that I'm writing. But um, Understandable. Yeah, but eventually down the road, I can I can see it. Okay. For sure. But So you you graduated with a registered nurse, now you're getting yep. your BA through where? Um, I am going through Loyola University of Chicago. Oh, so yeah. it's an all online program. Actually, Mercy okay. Health has a couple of different scholarships that nurses can apply for. So oh, wow. um, they have their own like criteria that you have to follow um, in order to apply. But there is Mount Carmel, which I don't know where that is. Um, okay. And then there is Loyola. So uh, both of them are online. Hmm. You take them, um, you can 
take a, a year. You can do accelerated or you can take your time and do two years. Mm. As long as you finish within the time frame. Which did you choose? I kind of, I went for the year and then it just kind of was all piling up so quick and I had so much going on that uh, I was like, I'm going to extend it out, my graduation out till spring. So okay. I was supposed to graduate December, but uh, yeah, I definitely needed just that extra moment for myself, which yep. is kind of great that you can be flexible That's awesome. with it. But yeah, so... Um, now, Zay, <clears throat> how much is Mercy contributing percentage-wise? Oh, like <clears throat> 70, like over 80% of it. Wow. Like I only have... That's amazing. I just kind of kind of ballpark it. Like I had to do maybe eight grand out of pocket. Wow. But, you know, that's, you know, it's at a private school. It's oh, out true. of state. So yep. Indiana is where yes. it's at. And so that's kind of where the cost is coming from. But I mean, I was fortunate enough, MCC, you know, community college was great. And then now mm -hmm. this and, um, wow. yeah. So I think that I made out pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have any trouble um, with student debt? No. As far as like, did you have student debt at MCC coming mm -mm. out of it? You no. didn't. I was very, I was very fortunate. My. Um, did you work? During, I did. I did. Yeah. So I oh. had kind of made a deal with my parents that if I went to community college and I worked full full time while going to school, that they would kind of assist me, which I'm so grateful for. No, wait a minute. I mean, so you went to school. Yes. And you were working full time. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So you are amazing. <laughs> when I <laughs> first started school, I worked just at a local um, shop in Fruitport. Um, and then wow. when I became an LPN, I obviously worked as an LPN. But yeah, it was definitely challenging. I mean, learning when to balance work, studying, friendships, family time, you know, it was it was oh hard, my. but I made it. <laughs> wow. No wonder you need a break. Five years of that. That's yeah, going exactly. full bore. Exactly. So Wow. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> um, so what do you, uh, did they ever talk to you about in school or any other, anybody you met have talked to you about travel therapy or travel nursing, I should say? Yeah. I mean, at Hackley, we have travel nurses, yeah. so they work with a lot of travel agencies. Okay. Um, so I've kind of seen that firsthand, like people coming from Arizona, people coming just from up in the UP, you know, different things like that. I've kind of... Um, I'm kind of the type of person that just when I find my niche and I like learn something, I just like to stay there. I'm, I sometimes just don't like change. That's a good thing to know because if you don't like change, you should never do travel nursing. Yeah, because different units, different states, oh, yeah. different, you know, everything. I'm just kind of like, it would kind of give me anxiety. <laughs> you know. But um, no, I love working. I've heard a lot about travel nursing, I mean, from the people that we obviously work with, mm -hmm. but it sounds like an amazing opportunity for anyone who likes to travel. I think, I think the best thing you just said was to know, basically know yourself. Yeah. You know, and you know yourself that you like to have this little niche. Yeah. You don't feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. and don't want to change. Yep. That translates into not doing travel yeah, nursing. No. <laughs> <laughs> when you look back um, on... You're training at MCC. Mm -hmm. If you could tell them what they could improve on or add to the curriculum, anything come to mind? Mm. What didn't they? What was? What kind of surprised you when you got out into the real world of nursing? That's kind of a tough one. I don't really. I can't really think of anything. I would just say um, maybe more um, 
hands-on. I know that clinical is a lot of hands-on. Okay. And sometimes in clinical, the problem is you don't get experiences. Like we, in MCC, we would have like our checklist every semester that the skills oh, that okay. we kind of have to accomplish before the sure. end. And mm-hmm. sometimes you wouldn't get um, those experiences. So I don't mm. know if it could just be more like sim lab kind of thing. Hmm. Um, but yeah, okay. that's just kind of all I can think of. They did, a, mm. I think they did a fantastic job preparing everyone for the NFLEX, for the real world, everything. Cool. So, yeah. How do you find do you, um, nursing management? How's your experience been with uh, your manager, your supervisor? I um, honestly, I... Um, it's kind of disappointing to me. Do um, they have regular, like, three months, six months reviews, yearly reviews that they do with you? They do yearly reviews, um, and that's kind of like all we hear from them. Um, mm. So, I kind of actually did a research um, paper on management and nursing, and I never knew that it was kind of like a like a problem all throughout like really? people write these long papers and statistics and everything yeah I mean I thought it was just kind of like my experience but um no it's just kind of a yearly yearly touch base with you and then they just kind of whatever yeah I'm kind of not hmm. fond of that whatsoever hmm. um but that's kind of partially the reason kind of why I'm branching out I think hmm it's always nice to get feedback, particularly yeah. as a new grad. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, I think it'd be great to even three months in, get a 90-day, hey, these are the strengths I see with you, yep. these are the weaknesses, how mm-hmm. can we fill those in, yep. what are you uncomfortable with, what can we... They kind of do that throughout orientation, and that's kind of like two to three months, I feel, but it's kind of like after orientation, they do your yearly, and they don't talk to you about anything really coming up. Hmm. Like in between there, in between wow. those time frames. I think that's a great opportunity to make sure people are have their needs met mm-hmm. and, or have holes in whatever yeah. case might, you know. Exactly. I mean, I think just even like us on the floor, we're just because our jobs can be, any job can be very stressful, but especially high paced, like nursing, like that, you get burnt out. As a therapist, yeah. I can tell you that nurses have more of a high pace, particularly in the hospital setting. Yeah. I think probably basically in every setting. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are on like all the time. Yeah. I walk out of the room and I don't have to worry about, you know, yes, I go tell you that their blood pressure is high or low or, mm-hmm. um, you know, are they, you know, their O2 stats are low. Yeah. And then I just, I walk away and it's not my problem. Right. You know, it's like, but you guys, it's your problem yeah. for 12 hours. Yeah. So we can get burnt out super yes. easily. And I think, um, even if managers just kind of pulled us aside one-on-one, even if they took just like an hour out of their day, because on the floors there might be a total of, well, maybe they would need more than an hour, but just time out of their day to pull us aside one-on-one, five mm-hmm. minutes each, you know, how are you doing? What can we do to make it better? Yes. You know, mm-hmm. just talking yeah. to us about it because, I don't know, it, it would make a world of difference, I think. So how many... Uh... You probably didn't start with this full caseload, but right now, well, walk me through. How did they, did they slowly ramp you up to a full caseload? They, um, no, I think they, they usually just start you off with four, like the, um, the norm is three or four, you start with three or four patients. For how many months is that? Um, for however, every day I kind of come in and I have four patients, three or four. Um, if we're short staffed a day, I might start off with five. 
So it really just depends on how many nurses we have for the day. But okay. definitely when you're newer, um, the charge nurses know, hey, four for her. You know, gotcha. she's, she's okay. newer. She, mm-hmm. you know, might need a little mm-hmm. bit of time, more mm-hmm. time. So they kind of think about that in a sense, mm-hmm. which is good. <laughs> um, the other thing I've really noticed is uh, some patients are um, have more needs than other patients. Yes, and, um, for sure. <laughs> and again, I walk out of the room mm-hmm. after working with them for half an hour and 40 minutes, and I get to say goodbye. Yeah. And But you were with them. So <laughs> well, how do you handle the person that hits their button like so often? I kind of, I've had to have like talks with patients. <laughs> I like go in and just have like sit down and have a heart to heart with them. Like, hey, this button is for when you absolutely need us. I mean, like, when I walk out of the room, I always say, can I get you anything else? Is there anything else I can do for you? And yep. I feel like that's pretty much a wrap-up of, can I do anything else? You know, what else do you need? And sometimes they just don't get it. But I've had to sit down and just kind of talk with patients. So what do you say? I'm just kind of like, you know, this button is, you know, use it. I kind of, I've said this before. I've said, you know, use it wisely. I said, you know, because if something really is wrong with you, if you are feeling different, like say you're getting chest pain, say, you know, you're having difficulty breathing. I mean, for God forbid, yes, you push your button and you've been pushing your button all day. No, it's like kind of like cried wolf. Like, yes. oh, mm-hmm. he's just, he needs something, you know, silly, but I'll, I'll go and answer this light and I'll be in there when he could be, you know, yes. Okay. It's hard. It's hard. So you're going to gonna educate them on, yeah. um, hey, if, if mm-hmm. I'm in here four times an hour, yeah. it's I'm probably not going to meet, not respond to you when it's right. really needed. Yes. And. Oh, okay. Did you yeah. get mentored on that? No. Okay. Not at all. You didn't see anybody politely instruct people on. I mean. What's kind of. I haven't. Wrong? No. Um. I kind of did when I first started, and I was, you know, when you first start, I'm like a super timid shy person in the beginning I feel um so well you're a new grad so. yeah 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 <laughs> so um I think that you know I'm just like oh how would I ever you know sure have that conversation with the patient mm-hmm. you know how would I ever I would be so you know kind of mm-hmm. embarrassed yeah <laughs> <laughs> to have that talk but then you know as the time comes you just get more comfortable in your surroundings and like mm-hmm. what you can say to people and Read them. And, yeah. Hmm. For sure. What about the... How do you handle... This is kind of challenging for me, too. The um, the patient that says... Uh, when you give them the pain scale, mm-hmm. 0 to 10, and you educate them. Now, if it's a 10, mm-hmm. I probably should bring you to the ER <laughs> right now. And they answer 12. Oh. What do you... How do you handle that as oh, a nurse? That's just... Um... You know, you kind of have to, yeah, the pain, what we learned in nursing school is the, the pain is whatever the patient says it is whenever, you know, they say blah, blah, blah. But I really look at their like body language, their verbal cues, all of that stuff, you know, and there is a visual pain scale. So sometimes if they tell me 12 and I look at them and they're an easy three or they're an easy six Yep. and you know, (laughs) yes. um, So they're not squirming. They're not pale. Right. They're not fidgeting. Right. They don't have a furrow brow. Always, I always kind of say a 10 is you just got ran over by a truck or you just got <laughs> hit by a truck, you know, kind of giving them that that sense and they'll still say, oh, yep, 10 out of 10. And I'm, you know, you just give them, you have pain meds available, um, mm-hmm. especially on the surgical floor. So mm-hmm. um, I always, 
just kind of educate and that's all you can do. It's just really interesting. I so badly in my 20 years, 22 now, I think it is, mm-hmm. I just want to jump in their head yes. and just kind of go, okay. And have that bank of it because everything else we can objectively measure pretty yeah. much. Blood oxygen, you know, right. and stuff that we can't measure pain. Exactly. So it's yeah. kind of an interesting little thing. Mm-hmm. So um, when you when you have uh, four, do you feel like you can handle four a day pretty well now? Yes. No problem? Even five. I mean, a lot of times we have such a high turnover on the surgical floor too. So um, if I have five patients, I might discharge one and then have four. And then the charge nurse kind of knows, oh, she started off with five, so I won't give her an admit until I absolutely, you know, have to. Okay. So it's kind of, you know, you can kind of gauge it, but I think... It took me a good six months to be able to, like I said, to handle kind of the charting, the paging mm-hmm. doctors, and handling maybe one more patient. So, mm-hmm. yeah. how's it going communicating with doctors? It's kind going of well. I mean, person? we actually have this um, app on our phone called Doc Halo. I don't know if you've yes. ever heard of yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, it is yes. amazing. So many doctors have actually. Um, you know, said, hey, doc, halo me, you know, like instead of, really? instead of, hey, page me. Yeah. I mean, I don't, we're like, what is paging? We just text That's, them. And they respond. Yes. And then a lot of oh, wow. things though, with the joint commission, they, we can't take orders over the phone. Oh, so yeah. that's kind of that's oh. kind of where we get pushback over from Doc doctors, Halo. right? So if uh, they yeah. if they send us an order, we have to say, can you put that in, or can you call me with that order? Yeah. We can't okay. take orders. So that's kind of where we get pushback. But because some doctors are like, well, other nurses will do it, or you know, <laughs> I haven't had this issue before, and it's just like, just call me, please. Like, I just gave you my phone number. Just <laughs> call me. <laughs> so they, that's helped. Doc Kalo's helped. Oh yeah. Yeah, huh. because you can access it not only from your phone, but we have obviously computers at yeah. work that you can access it onto. So, and you can know you know when it's delivered, you know when it's read, you know you know if they've seen it. So yes. that way you know, hey, I let him, I let the doctor know they read it and didn't. Is that so part you of the chart too? Then you know, like yes. if you print it off. Part of the chart. So you can't use it. You can't reference it and say I instructed physician on you. Still have to put that in your regular chart. If you're getting. If I'm getting, no, I wouldn't put that in the patient chart. I would honestly, we have um, a voice system where it's kind of like you write someone up. I would write that up in the voice and then it would go to my managers and it would go to the higher ups to kind of let them know, hey, you know, he really gave me a hard time. Oh, no, no. I'm talking about, um, so if you, let's say you contact, hey, um, just want to let you know the wound is looking worse and you Mm -hmm. say, oh, okay, I'll stop by. How do you document oh, that in yep. your chart? Is I definitely your, say notified. He was notified. In your regular charting. Yes. Not, not only because you can't use Doc Halo as part of your regular charting. Right. right. No. Nope. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would definitely put a progress note and say, you know, doctor notified, gotcha. um, no further orders or whatever, yeah. just to kind of cover your butt. Yeah. I mean, but it's, it's a nice tool to have. <laughs> so now you have, is it, la- is it laptops or what do you have in the room? We have the um, computers on wheels. So the big old, the cows, the cows. but we're not you... supposed to call them cows anymore. We're supposed to call them wows. Because <laughs> I was so... hearing stories about patients thinking that we were talking about them when we said cows oh, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Workstations on wheels. <laughs> yeah. So do you have to push that between rooms or yeah. is it? Oh, you do? Yep. So well, you, you don't have to, but you need to scan your meds in, and so like you, the initial, I do. So not every room has, it doesn't stay in the room? Nope, you push it. 
you have yours that you keep throughout the day? Yeah. So you, when you come, oh. I like to get there. I'm, I'm an early bird. So I get, you're supposed to clock in at, you can clock in as early as 6.54. I get there at 6.40. You know, I find my computer. I make sure it's stocked. I put my name on it. You know, that's mine for the day or mine for the two days that I'm there because I work two days in a row. Stocked. So. What do you mean stocked? Oh, like, um, and we have the drawers in the workstations oh. that have syringes. They have needles. They, it's a lock drawer. So oh, okay. they have, um... You can put tape in there. You can put stickers for IV tubing. You can put IV tubing in there if you oh. feel like you're going to need it throughout the day. I just like to... And alcohol swabs and med sure. cups and okay. gauze. You know, I just like to have Swab, all that stuff. Those. Okay. <laughs> it all can fit in it and has a little drawer in it? Oh. Mm-hmm. Super cool. Yeah. Do you think that's better than... Um, I've had worked in some hospitals that it's... The computer's right in the room. It stays oh. in the room and then you walk out. So the nurse is sitting there charting. And... Yeah. I kind of... Either one would work. I kind of would like it in the room just because you wouldn't be taking like someone else's germs from one room to the next. And, you know, I try and wipe down my cards as much as I can, but sometimes you're just so busy, you know. You're right. Yeah. You can't take it into a um, room that has... Uh... An ISO room? Yeah. Um, can you? Yeah, you can, actually, you can. Um, and then you just have to bleach wipe it when you get out. Or, yeah, when you come out. So that's just an extra oh. thing. But a lot of nurses don't. Um but the problem with that is we scan all of our meds by their wristband. So we kind of need to scan their wristband and then scan all their meds. So yeah, the handheld, it's like the store. Yep, exactly. Okay. Yep. Okay. So that's kind of one of the challenges that you find with that. So hmm. I always tend to just bring it in the room and then um, wipe it down completely when I'm done. Okay. It just makes it easier. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What are a couple things that would just make your life so much easier on the med search floor? Mm, if we were better staffed, <laughs> to be honest. I mean, really? Yeah, we're okay. really short staffed right now. Um, especially during the summer. I feel like this summer is when the influx of patients goes, whoop. And it's this time. The elective stuff then? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm. a lot of you know people that come in that were, anytime people break and fracture their body parts, which. You know, especially this time of year when the snow starts flying and everything. But, yeah, summer it was awful. I don't know if it was just on the days, on my rotation days, that we weren't staffed adequately. But now it's kind of starting to level off, you know, getting towards the holidays. People not wanting to have so many surgeries. Okay. Um, hmm. So I feel like it's starting to level off. But, yeah, better staffing ratios would be amazing. <laughs> if we had a time machine right here mm-hmm. and you could go back and tell yourself a couple of things about your first year, mm-hmm. what would you tell yourself? I would tell myself to take clinical more seriously. I mean, obviously, mm. when you're in school and you're in clinical, you don't want to wake up at 4.30 in the morning. You don't want to be at the hospital by 6 to start paperwork and do all this stuff. But, you know, I feel like um, the one thing that I feel nursing schools focus more on in clinical is paperwork. Especially MCC focused a lot on paperwork. So mm. going back to what they could kind of do differently, I would say less on paperwork, more on hands-on. Mm. Um, so I would go back and tell myself, don't worry about your paperwork. It'll be there when you get home. Um, don't mm. try and get that done. That's not your main focus. Your main focus is your patient and learning from them and learning from your surroundings. So, What about telling? go back in time and telling yourself, um, before you started off on your own with that first patient level, what would you tell yourself? Just not to be so nervous that, mm. you know, like you, you've gone through your schooling, you've gone through orientation, you've got this, you know, I was so nervous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Well, so I, nervous. I think, yeah, you guys have such an important role. Mm-hmm. You're, I mean, what always scares me is the delivery of meds. It's like, I'm yeah. so glad I don't do that. Yeah. And I just respect you guys so much that mm-hmm. it's like, wow. And you are, you're the first line of defense. Yeah. And advocacy for your, the oh, patient. Yeah. And I've, yeah, I've had issues, uh, issues where doctors won't listen to patients and it's my job to, you know, advocate for them, make sure that they have their autonomy and make their own decisions and sometimes doctors just they have their own agenda so that's frustrating too but yeah you're there for the patient you are the patient's voice when they don't have one when they're you know sick and all that stuff so <laughs> yeah you guys got a really really important role yeah. in the healthcare field it's, it's yeah. quite amazing but if i can tell new nurses anything it's take time for yourself because you're going to come home and you're going to be stressed out and you're going to be burnt out just take that extra time for yourself you know do what i call self-care ever since yeah ever since i um graduated and i started working i've been like doing a self-care routine so whether that's you know going and getting my nails done you know because i'm a girly girl or (laughs) um you know, going out with my friends, going to a movie, going to have dinner with them, you know, just taking time for yourself because you need it. You give, give, give. Yeah, so you need it. routine is um, how many, three shifts a week? Yep, right? so 72 hours of pay period, so that's in two weeks. So um, three shifts a week, usually it's um, two days back to back. So like this week I work Wednesday, tomorrow, and Thursday, and then I'm off Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then I would normally be back Monday, Tuesday, but I am switching jobs. So, um, yeah, it's usually two days on, two or three days off, two days on, you know. Really? So you Mm -hmm. do the two days back to back? Yep. Do you like that? Yes. Because you get the patient continuity? Yes. And you get the time off. You know, you get those three days. When you have those three days off, you're like, oh, thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just better because you can do more, I feel, like with your your time. Um, I have worked three 12s in a row. I would not recommend that. Wow. Um, And when I pick up extra shifts, I sometimes do that. Mm. Um, But that's kind of the beauty of picking up extra shifts. I mean, you could say I can pick up four hours or I can pick up eight hours or I can pick up the full 12. But, you know, your paycheck really rocks after you do that. So... (laughs) So if, and it works out though, you have 72, so that's, um, six shifts. Yep. Six shifts in two weeks. In two weeks. So it's usually every other weekend I work. So the Saturday will count as like the third day of the week and the Sunday will count as the first. Oh Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. So it's every other weekend. Every other weekend. That's, that's, Yeah. That's um, tough. Kind of the downfall of that, but um, that's kind of why I want to eventually, yeah, yeah be in an office setting where yeah. I don't have to work every weekend because my, you know, we have my parents have a cottage up north that they always go to, and I feel like I always miss out on that kind of stuff. And in the mm-hmm. summer, you know, families doing different things, and especially during the holidays. I mean, I feel like. I worked Thanksgiving last year. I worked Thanksgiving this year. If I would have stayed at this job, I would have worked Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So, like, last year I worked Christmas Day. And that was the first Christmas that I ever missed with my family. And I was just... Oh, distraught. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of 
it was a lot. Didn't feel like Christmas ever. It did not. And then just coming to work and, you know, obviously the patients don't want to be in the hospital for Christmas either. So Mm -hmm. you're kind of like, yeah, but yeah, it was tough, but you know, you always have your work family. Yes. <laughs> that yeah. it, and I always say, if I can't spend a holiday with my regular family, I want to spend it with my work family. I mean, I love who I work with. And oh, that's that's, that's awesome. important. That's huge. It's very important. You yeah. know, making friends and knowing who you can talk to and everyone being supportive around you. Yeah, we all have our bad days, but that's a key for um, new grads when they are looking for jobs. Mm-hmm. Make sure they somehow get a chance to interview or at least meet and get a sense of I the agree. people that they work with. I agree, with. yes. Because you're spending 12 yes. hours with these people. Honestly, and clinical for me, you know, working or being at both Mercy and Hackley, kind of knowing I wanted to work at Hackley because of the people, because of, you know, the experiences that I had on the floor as a student because no one wants to, like, I kind of felt like... You could tell the difference. I could. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I could tell the difference between the two hospitals, but a lot of times... You know, some nurses be like, oh, students, you know, and that's another thing that I kind of want to touch base on is don't take that to heart because sometimes, you know, new, new students, new grads, some nurses can be like, oh, you know, they just think about you learning and not, you know, getting their meds passed on time or not getting things done on a certain time. You're interrupting their day. Yes. Added burden. Yes. Don't take that personally because... Yeah. I'm the type of person that would take it, that did take it personally and it affected me and I just wish that I wouldn't have let yeah. it affect me. So I think we're in a giving profession. It just makes sense that you just want to help the next generation of mm-hmm. people that are stepping into your profession. Exactly. You know? Yes. It's kind of like a stepping like stepping stones yeah. that you feel like you would want to give the experiences and the wisdom that you have so yeah. they can carry it on to exactly. their practice. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Or Recruit your next best great coworker. Yeah, you know? yes. Make <laughs> them into a, someone that you would want to work with. You exactly, know, yeah. kind of mold them into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Well, anything else you want to add to the new grad? I don't think so. Just best of luck to everyone that's going on this journey. It's definitely not easy, but it will be worth it. I promise. <laughs> Good. Well, thank you very much, Rachel, for yeah, your time. It's no a gift, problem. and your insight was was amazing. Yeah. So appreciate glad it so much. I, glad I could be here. Awesome.